It's the Tillcast, episode 370. The tape bothers him. And this week, guys, we talk Division 2 beta, more Metro Exodus, Elite Dangerous in VR, and Red Matter. Stay tuned. Not in order. Three inches off to the left. Fuck you. Just a tiny piece. Hold the paper wrong. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. It's like a Coke commercial every single time. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Coke. Uh, or or Rockstar. Or or or, or Monster. Or, or what is this? Bang. Bang. <laughs> bang. <laughs> it's the tilt cast. I like uh, bang. You do. You I like do. Bang. You do a lot. Like bang. Of course. Right in his mouth. Uh. <laughs> As he takes a sip and can't defend himself. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I like bang. Uh, it's good to be back. Yeah. It yeah. is, before we miss it, March 8th, 8.50 p.m. 40 minutes earlier than last week. Oh, my Yay. gosh. We can be more awake towards the end of the cast. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. Hey, uh, so we're getting started. I'm Nos. I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. And we're back, and you're going to hear about 30 minutes of bullshit, Boom. and then you hear some video game shit. Yeah. Uh, we're an M-rated show, so um, fuck that. There you go. It's been an interesting week. Um, I'm just going to start off with something very lighthearted, and we'll just kind of scoot around as we go. Yeah. I gave you guys some uh, keto fudge. Yeah. That was actually pretty amazing, and uh, I normally don't like sugarless anything. Uh, well, it's got a sweetener in it, but it's good. Yeah, but like, you have to admit, it's extremely. If good. you've tried any sugarless fudge before, you know, with the other sweeteners like Splenda or Circulose, or that, that that's typically or, that's all you taste. But that that's not the that's not. But the, that's not the case with what you gave me. Uh, no. Well, my girlfriend owned owned a catering business that. Specialized in pastries and all sorts of stuff, and and it, it's, it's fucking amazing. And um, I gave you the cream cheese one too. Yes, like all those. Which things. would be a great coffee topper. I mean, there and it's not really fudge. What it is, it's fat bombs. And if you don't, I won't dig into the science of this. But long story short, you got to have a certain level of fat in your diet for keto. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally back to losing weight again. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the things that kind of helped tip me over the edge, or under the edge. I don't know. But um, basically, you add a fat and add something to flavor that fat, mm-hmm. right? So that's butter and coconut fat mm-hmm. with a lot of extremely natural peanut butter so that there's no extra sugar or anything like that. You should probably look into making And some tea. actual dark. Uh, I don't like the taste of it. Really? I did that last year. I mean, maybe I can. You I don't know. Didn't, you didn't do it right well, if you didn't like the taste of it. And ghee's really more for baking and shit like that, well, too. But you use it for cooking, um, and it's a good fat. So. If you don't want to go through the trouble, I noticed um, Aldi's and Sprouts are both now carrying canned. Canned ghee. Ghee. Canned I, ghee. I might, hey, I might try it, whatever. Hey. And ghee lasts for a very long time, so it's yes, not it like does. you can't yes. even just put it on the shelf. Right. But, um, yeah, so I did a whole lot of food prep this week mm-hmm. and uh, explained some of the other cool recipes that she came up with. We 
ended up making, and I had another one of these. I smoked a bunch of food on Monday or Sunday, I think. Mm-hmm. We smoked a whole bunch of chicken breast and some ribs. Um, and the chicken breast, the reason we were smoking it was to add to other things. So I just got some chicken breast, threw it on the smoker with my ribs, and with a, I also had, threw a tenderloin on there. I know that sounds weird too, but mm-hmm. we turned it into weird Mexican food, sort of. Okay. So okay. I made a quesadilla. 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 She made me one on Monday. She's like, hey, this is one of the reasons I asked you to get all those super low-carb tortillas. And so it's just cheese, green chili, and smoked chicken. And it's stupid. Oh. Um, so I had another one of those tonight, and that's just oh over the dude, fucking top. You should. Smoked chicken you should see on a when, quesadilla is amazing. You should, you should see, like, never I made quesadillas at my house. Mm-hmm. I literally, all I did was a tortilla, cheese, and chicken. Now, that chicken, I would literally just literally. fry it in butter. Literally. That's all I did. Well, that's what we reheated it in. But, I mean, I <laughs> I just fried it in butter, seasoned it a little bit, literally. and throw that in the tortilla with cheese. Now, imagine that with a hickory smoke flavor on top oh, of it. Oh, I know. It's... I can imagine. It's like mind-boggling good, um, oh, and we did imagine. that with the uh, tenderloin. I, I had a, I found a cheap loin, and what happened was, is this loin came in sections, like it was cut pre-cut. And I was like, "Fuck, what like am I gonna do with this pork loin?" Yeah, but it came in like segments, like chunks. She's like, "Just put it on an old pan, like in quarter-pound chunks or something." No, like two-ounce chunks of tenderloin. Really? It was on sale. I had got the whole thing for like four dollars, and now I know why. Right. Uh, that, but it was shaped like a that, tenderloin, and when I opened like, the package, it was just a bunch of chunks of that, loin. That sounds like some meat cutter got stupid. Was supposed to be cutting stew meat, and grabbed pork loin, <laughs> and did so, the wrong thing. instead of a beef loin, and cut the wrong fucking thing. How so do you basically, fuck I fucked that up. I don't know, but it's weird. <laughs> so I. She's like, just put it on a pan in the smoker with the ribs and everything else. She's like, it'll. we'll find a way to mess with it. Meat glue. No, I've heard that stuff was horrible for you in weird ways. Um, it's just an enzyme. I'm, I just, that's too weird. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I put looking, it in the... In the into I, the science of it, man. It's, I was looking at somebody who regularly... I watch a lot of meat smoking channels on YouTube. Yeah. Meat glue. And somebody was talking about... I don't know. Maybe maybe I, I haven't done real research on it. I just remember watching somebody who was really against it. But anyways, I made I used barbecue seasoning. I use a really simple seasoning on it, mm-hmm. and because I didn't want to coat all these individually in like mustard, I just used olive oil and then put the barbecue seasoning on it and then put it on a pan in the smoker with everything else. And so I have smoked chunks of pork which actually turned out really good, that we've diced up and put in tacos. That's what we did that night. Um, and then I have chicken, whole chicken breasts that were smoked. And then I have ribs. And then I also got an air fryer. Um, Best decision of your life. That is so life-changing. Is that not? She was. She had suggested it because I'm doing, um, what do you call it, intermittent fasting, which means I can only eat between about 11 o'clock and about 7 o'clock. Yeah. So when I get home, I got to eat quickly instead of preparing food. She's like, get an air fryer. So I got the biggest air fryer I could get for the money without going crazy like you did. I got a Gorman that is six quarts. 
it looks like a double coffee pot. Like it's huge. Yeah. Um, Mine's six and a half quarts. It's, and I put yeah. a half rack of ribs in it the other night when I was heating them up. I was like, I'm going to finally just test this on some ribs. I'll just, I hit it with a little bit of butter so it wouldn't dry out. Put it in there. And I was like, I'm going to check it in five minutes and just see how it's doing. It was done. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's so fast. And then I yeah. did chicken wings in it the other night, and it does chicken wings in like a third the time that my oven does. Yeah, you put it for the same heat, and they just come out crispy. It, you you want you want to hear something horrible? What? So I took took a steak, popped it in mine because mine's the combo one. I've got a broiler option as well. So I hit the steak on the broiler first for about five minutes. Flipped it over, turned it on air fry for the last five. Oh, dude. How did it not get dried out, though? Huh? How did it not get dried out? Like, my basket's raised above the bottom, so everything yeah. drips out. Yeah. It If you cook it hot enough, fast enough, your juices aren't going to come out. I mean, some are, but not all of them. What it are was you rolling your eyes about tender. over there, Rusty? I don't know. I've been rolling my eyes for like the last two minutes. <laughs> Fucking air fryer. No, it's the coolest thing I've gotten in a long time. I know this is so old man, but shit, it's life changing. <laughs> I have never heard of anybody saying air fryers are life changing. Uh, yeah, because it's it's like a it's like a microwave oven that doesn't fuck your food up. I, do you remember? So, like, when you reheat things, do you generally do it in a microwave or in the oven? I don't reheat things. Okay. Well, I food <laughs> prep, so I reheat a lot. And for me, like, put it in the microwave just makes everything turn into rubber, and I hate it. Like, well, I will not microwave you, barbecue. You're, you're different because you have access to a smoker, and you can do all of your meat smoking on one day on your weekend and be able to have that kind of food throughout the week. I am not. I do not have that access, so I have to cook when I, what I want, when I want it, and I do everything fresh. So I don't reheat anything. If I did reheat stuff, yeah, probably the air fryer would be the place to go, but that's not the case for me. So like, I, I, don't, I, I don't think that air fryers are life-changing. They are super convenient, and they're good for some things, but... I think I would have a hard time with the way that I cook using one. You'd be surprised. The You would be. Like the, the coolest thing so far, this is going to sound so dumb, but like taking, again, I like chicken wings a lot, right? And it's one of my go-tos for something easy, like make a vegetable, make chicken wings, and that's dinner. And usually that takes me about an hour because I've got both things in the oven until they're about ready. This thing cooks my fucking chicken wings in 20 minutes, and they're perfect. Okay. Like, and they come out crispy. Like, it's completely Dude. fully cooked. Dude. It doesn't sit in the water from the frozen chicken wings. I took I took Sargento mozzarella sticks, breaded them, threw them in the air fryer for 15 minutes, and they were fucking perfect. Breaded them? Great. That's keto. Uh, well, he's not see, doing keto. I I'm understand that. Keto, and if but... you if you're not if you're not on a very specific diet like I'm supposed to be, and you are, um, uh, then yeah, an air fryer has 
innumerable options. You can, instead of doing... You can bake you know, perfect bacon in six minutes. Wait, what? Yeah. Yes. Wait, what? We could yes. take a break. I could make you a piece of bacon, and it would be done in like five or six minutes. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. And perfectly done. Wait. The what? same way you throw it in the let, oven. Let me put it this yeah. way. you They don't make an air fryer big enough, though. You can brown in, in the Ninja one I have. I can literally brown a chicken breast on both sides in two minutes, pressure cook it for 10, and it is done. And I'm talking like three or four chicken breasts at the same time. Well, I wouldn't need that, but whatever. I'm okay. just saying, like, the convenience of, like, taking something. It's the it's a, the halfway point between having an oven and a microwave. And it's not really a fryer per se, right? Like, there's ways that you put oil on things to give it an extra crisp. But it works the same way. Like, I haven't been able to get my chicken wings crispy the way this has gotten crispy because it's heating it from all directions. But yeah. it's externally heating it, not internally heating it like the microwave does. Okay. Well, I like my chicken wings completely drenched in buffalo sauce. Oh, I completely drenched mine in buffalo sauce at the After one they're minute. crispy. After they're crispy, and then at the one minute, like a minute, and it's just like a coating at that point, which is then I dip in more sauce and more ranch. Well, that's that's fine, but I, I like I, – I, I have my own way of making buffalo, you know, buffalo chicken wings, so um, – and, and they come out great, and I used way too much sauce, but hey, whatever. Buffalo sauce the most. Uh, that's been one of my go-tos now. Like, I won't – since I discovered, like, naked wings, right, and just, like, I, I'm so weird. I – Trying to, like, I have always eaten boneless chicken wings because of the mess, and then I couldn't eat any wings because of, you know, keto, right? And they're breaded when they're, because they're basically just right. chicken nuggets. Right. And then I was like, why am I not eating regular old-fashioned wings? I'll give that a shot. So I got some, and I was like, oh, this is a really good idea. I wonder how much this cost me to do at home. Like, triple the portion for the same cost? Yeah, I will just buy me some frozen wings or some fresh wings. It doesn't matter. Um. Just based on whatever's on sale, and I've been – that's like my go-to two times a week. It's so fast and so convenient and so tasty. Okay. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but whatever. Uh, but it's been, a, it's been a food week for me. I've been losing weight incredibly quickly, so I've lost six pounds in just this week. I found it. <laughs> what? <laughs> You've been losing it. I've been finding it. Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's just been fat bombs, food prep, and – Intermittent fasting. Yeah. I, what I need to do is just, uh, I need to change things up. You know, I, I know that I need to change things up and I'm, uh, and I'm kind of preparing for, uh, you know, doing the uh, chicken bone broth and, you know, and a bunch of other things. So bone broth is, is a good uh, like snack and it's also a good base for making stuff. Uh, so I, been working on that um well and it's it's nice right now what i've finally come to is something where me and the person i'm with really like a lot of the same stuff hmm. and because you like smoke food in a lot of the same ways i do like these food prep days are pretty awesome now yeah. and so, she lets you smoke them yeah. so i'm just gonna say this made me smile because it it sums up my day yeah. 
have no more fox to give. My fox are run dry. I try to go fox shopping, but there's no fox left to buy. I've no more yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I, I listened to the entire thing the other you know the other day, and yes, it's impressive. Yes, um, totally random, but yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, God, it's just how my day's gone. Damn it! Why do you do these things to me? Why? Fuck. You, Justin, this guy, this. <laughs> so, uh, to, to the un, to the uninformed, which is everybody but this table, right? Um, Rusty really likes things in order. I'm... He likes his lines straight. He does not like. He likes his curves gentle. Um, he likes everything in a particular order. And I found one of those like. You know those videos you see online of like this is per like you know visual like yeah, OCD the porn most, most like, satisfying video ever and it's always like clean it's... lines being cut through things and it was just picture it was people cutting vegetables with a dull knife people like cutting cake in yeah. the wrong order it uh, was like everything anti that and I thought it was the best thing ever and I posted just... it and just about gave Rusty a fucking aneurysm uh, and so now <laughs> I just took a piece of like a post-it and just folded it at weird angles and just, just... put it on his computer <laughs> fucking like seriously there's People who do that are fucking evil. I, I don't know what's wrong with them. There's they're possessed by demons. They're wrong. That sounds um, like uh you know, we have we have like random candy dishes along our work floor. Stop. And, uh, that that flag has been that way for a while. Why have you do it's <laughs> it's crispy, so fucking crispy because it's been there forever. And <laughs> one of our uh one of our candy bowls was empty, so I uh, see it goes back to order. <laughs> I was just trying to roll a flag vertically. And one of our other supervisors is super OCD, right? So I just kept going to that candy bowl and just turning it upside down. Uh, why would and watch her turn it over every time she passed it? What? Uh, why would you do such a thing? You are part of the problem. <laughs> you are part of the problem. This, this no. motherfucker, he he posts that video while I'm at work. And, of course, I, I spend whatever, uh, it's like a f three or four fucking minute video, and I'm spending the entire time cringing. The person that I'm working with is like, what the hell are you watching? And all I show him is like, the dude basically completely destroying a tomato with like a fucking butter knife. It's so bad. Uh, and, and, and he just looks at me and he looks at the video and he says, he, he's like, that's not that bad. And I said, it's fucking horrible. This is a horror show. This is worse than anything that I've seen in. Why, why would you do such a thing? It, uh, Anyway, um, now, now it, I would, it's, it's I would say this. Not really. I, I used to be oh, you fucker. <laughs> I, I used to be like rusty. I'm just taking a piece of unordered plastic and tied it in a knot and just put it hanging off my microphone. Mm. 
motherfucker. <laughs> I used to be like Rusty. Yeah. And then, <sighs> and then my my wife's. If I tear the corner of that phone, will you leave the house? I'm going to <laughs> fucking leave. <laughs> do not do that. And uh, I have my extra wife, foam in my bag. My, <laughs> R- Rusty knows all about this, and and I'm going to get myself in a little bit of a trouble here. Ooh, but my wife's paper tent paper hoarding tendencies oh broke every orderly bone in my body. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like paper, I could <laughs> give a shit. Huh. Paper oh. hoarding and what? Like, is she taking old mail and putting notes on it, or what? Uh, no, she just no. she just keeps she just, everything. Uh, she keeps everything, and she doesn't get rid of it. So, like, when so, whenever she whenever like whenever it comes into the house, paper she'll she'll set it down on whichever table's closest to her at the time, and it'll stay there. And it will stay there till she does something with it. Okay. So just just to give you an idea. So uh, if it's a newspaper and that newspaper has an article that she likes, instead of snipping the article and putting it someplace where those things can be kept in like a book or a scrapbook or something like that, she'll keep the entire fucking paper. And then it'll sit on, you know, it'll sit on a table. And then when and inevitably things get cleaned. It'll get, you know, put into a, a pile, and that pile will then be put into a corner, and then the next pile will be put on top of that pile, and then she will forget why she kept the paper in the you know, in the beginning, and there'll be no recollection of why she kept it or uh, what the article was that until she until I tried to throw it away until until it gets purged, and then everything has to be meticulously checked. To make sure that whatever it contained isn't still relevant to her needs. Jason, you need a paper shredder. So, <laughs> so, so after you all, read it, it just all, of, all of my, all of that my, makes me happy. all of my, shredder. all of my OCDness about where things went, etc., uh-huh. all went out the window. But here's the hilarious part: if I put something of mine somewhere where it's not supposed to go that's not supposed to go there it will drive her absolutely batshit fucking crazy that's not supposed to go there either why are you doing like, these things to me like batshit crazy yeah so i am i love my wife <laughs> i honey i love you but sometimes <laughs> that shit's ridiculous <laughs> It it is it and and when I was living with you, it was a constant thing. Like the the reason why my my room was a sanctuary is that I could go there and escape all of that. Because <laughs> um, the only shit in my room was my shit. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I, I've long since like taken up the Spartan living thing. If I don't need it, sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I, if I don't need it, I purge it. Uh, and I, I still have, you know, I, I go through phases of I collect some things and I'm like, okay, I get to a breaking point and then I fucking purge it. And most of my stuff can be, you know, well, you moved me. Uh, yep. It, it fit into one load in the truck. Yep. So, you know, everything I own. Great. Is, he, he's not telling you that he... He left half of his shit at my house. 
Why would you waste <laughs> tape like that, you evil fuck? You, <laughs> you have to look at it now. <sighs> anyway, I, uh, I pulled a so, portion of a piece of tape it, off the tape roll of duct tape and just put it on the microphone. Split the fucking duct tape in like a third. And 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 left the other third what about that unused. Guy? What? what about that guy? Why? Why would you do that? I, I, pull the fucking tape that you you know if it's no oh my god oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna start taking objects away from you, dude. <laughs> I will come across this fucking table and tackle your ass. <laughs> uh, so I'm just not gonna look at you right now. Uh. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I have, I, I have a thing that I I do tend to try to keep things as orderly as I possibly can, uh, and I I don't do the things that he's doing to me right the fuck now, that asshole, uh, and I am literally looking at the wall right now, so I can't I can't see what he's doing. Uh, I, I I please please put that in your beard, please please put uh, that in your beard. Take a picture of that asshole. Uh, I'm going to have to. Uh, so, um, yeah, he's got a fucking piece of duct tape in his beard because n- now he's got that. that my camera. There you go. Oh, come on. Get a picture of his face because he's got that angry Viking look. Uh, <laughs> this is asshole. totally going on the page right now. Of course now. it is. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I try to keep things as orderly as possible. And this motherfucker decides to send this picture to me, or this this video to me, uh, and it triggers me pretty hard. Uh, and, of course, my coworker realizes that I'm being triggered by just random things, so he starts doing small things to fucking trigger me too, this ass. Uh, and then th- it gets around the, you know, the workplace that I am triggered by small, you know, small things being out of order. Uh, and, uh, while I'm working on something, you know, something, you know, the thing that I'm working or the thing just above what I'm working in is kind of crooked. It's installed crooked. And the guy that overheard this kind of walks up to me, just taps me on the shoulder because I was listening to music while I was working. He said, and he said, don't you notice that that thing right there is crooked? And, And I look up. And I stare at it, and he could just see my fucking head boil. It was like my my brain was not comprehending how somebody could install this thing crooked. Uh, and the guy starts laughing and walks away. He comes back like three or four times throughout the night and said, have you fixed it yet? Well, the fucking, you know, the server that I'm talking about is 50 fucking pounds at chest height. You know, I'm alone. I'm not fixing it by myself. Because I'm not going to hurt myself trying to fix this, you know, this fucking thing. But yes, it still bothers me. Go the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not considered OCD. I don't consider myself OCD. I just like things. You're in not order. totally OCD. Like totally OCD would be to a point where you're hurting yourself to get something changed. But you're nearly there. I, I'm just. I'm I'm as close to a perfectionist as I can get without being OCD. 
it still bothers me that I graduated with a 3.95 GPA because it's not a 4.0 and it's fucking odd to me. People are like, you should be fucking proud that you, you know, that you graduated with such a high GPA. And I'm like, it's not perfect. <laughs> would, would you I, hate me if I told you that's why I graduated high school with? No, because I just expect that shit from you. Um, hey, you're less than perfect. <laughs> I'm just supposed to say No, I'm saying 4.0, sir. Oh, a 4.0? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to fucking wear you as a shoe here in a second. Uh, <laughs> but I also spent my senior year like taking college prep courses, and that's all I did. Uh, you know, but in this, this is actually an acquired thing. This this happened when I uh, when I moved to Florida, so right around like 18, 19 years old. Um, when I moved, I I put I had to severely reduce everything that I owned, like severely reduce. And I didn't own a lot because I was a fucking teenager, right? But I still had to, you know, to pick and choose the most important bits of my life and fit them into seven boxes. And I challenge you, anybody that's listening right now, I challenge you to look around your house and pick out only the, you know, the objects that you can fit into seven medium boxes. And that is... That that is the most important if it, bits that you if need it to wasn't keep for the fact that uh, Rusty also enjoys having a large kitchen and a shower big enough for him to twirl in. Mm, well, tiny Rusty would totally be one of those tiny house people. Uh, right. Um, actually, he'd live in a box because I, he has. I could because he's kind of a cat. He is kind of a cat. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> the uh, tape bothers I him. mean, he basically lived in a box at my house. Pretty much. Only difference was his kitchen and his bathroom didn't have to be in that box. Right. You know, the, the, um, the, the, uh, and I've actually looked into the tiny home thing. Uh, when I, of course uh, you have. what? I'm too big for a fucking tiny home. I'm sorry, but if, uh, you know, if, I'm a big guy. R- Rusty, I mean, <laughs> Ru- Rusty goes to construct a tiny home, and it'd be like, you know how they make them out of shipping containers now? He'd have two of those bitches <laughs> back to back. Like, that'd be his version of tiny home. Uh, well, with double wide. <laughs> a double wide? <laughs> a fucking double wide shipping container. <laughs> you fucker. Golly, you, you man. Love me. You fucker. Uh, it is, I, I can't actually, I can me. actually survive in a very small space. It's just, in, and that's just because I don't have a whole lot of things that I like to keep around. So I don't have, you know, my apartment's not filled with things. It's just filled with tech. So know. the, the <laughs> you know, the thing that takes up the most real estate in his apartment is my computer desk. Is his computer set up yeah my computer desk and now now with vr i i need to have space which 
you know, I mean, I've still got like a five foot by five foot space. So, so, so we're saying a triple wide then? Uh, uh, no, I could I could put the VR at the one end of the one double wide. So <laughs> I know exactly where I'd put it. Now that you got me thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I've got the floor pan already fucking taken out. Like, you know, I, I'm the kind of person that would have a totally wet bathroom where the bathroom, the sink, and the shower, like all of it, would be in one fucking space. Like, I turn on the shower while sitting on the john and I, I'm getting my shower while taking a shit. So, <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know. Is it utilitarian? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's yeah. I, I I like to have efficiency. So it, it, everything has an order. Everything is very efficient. Um, that, right now, my fourth sensor is actually fucking triggering me because the USB cable is running across my fucking floor, and it's bothering me. Do I need to come over? I don't have uh, I don't have a USB cable long enough to be able to run it. Uh, the way that I want to run it. And I don't know if I could run that USB cable that far because uh, I've already kind of hit the limit of how long I could get that cable to go around the outside of my room. I could probably run it under the carpet. Between the kitchen and the living room? Yeah. Maybe. It'd be work. Yeah. But I could do it. Okay. Because I challenge you. you. <laughs> Your apartment now. I, I know way too much about Rusty's apartment. <laughs> well, I mean, but uh, uh, there's no tack stripping running through the middle, so I could really run it under the carpet. It's loose enough on the sides, right? But when it goes into the kitchen, there's there's a tack strip there, right? But I want this. It's it, it, it's possible to, to do, but the way that the the way that the sensors have to be set up for uh, for my Oculus setup is uh, is very particular. At? It's it's on that short little table right next to my bedroom door. Yeah, I could totally do it. Okay, yeah, It'd it's just it, it's it, the uh, the the oh. fourth sensor setup is great. I mean, oh. Oh. when it's uh, when it's set up that way, I've got full three sixty. Oh, it's perfect. I'll, I'll come over no sometime in the next week or so and help you out with it. Okay. Um, yeah. I have to look into getting oh, an oh. extra long cable. We'll I'm just our, using whatever. We'll get our cuddle time. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Fucker. Uh, <laughs> he comes over so and spins. That's what, that's what my wife says. I go over there just to spin. Well, I mean, at least your beard won't get caught in his hair. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try and come oh up with something like that. Nothing. <laughs> oh my god! So this is what I have to deal with, guys. This is this, this is the kind of shit that I. I, I so I know up I just basically took the, the conversation like. Yeah. And just it was like it was like just having a handful of groceries you, you and just, just spinning in a circle with the open end, right? So I'm gonna circle back. What? Yeah. Why would you do yeah. that to the groceries? The groceries so, would be everywhere. So I did. Fuck you with your tape. <laughs> so I will say, I I just stood up and my fucking ear got shocked. What? 
<laughs> so I will say. Don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, still fucking with Rusty with tape. God, I just got shocked again. <laughs> so I will like say, fucking electroshock therapy. <laughs> I will say. Uh, uh, I did. I did do some stuff this week. Not a whole lot. Yeah, my my week was mostly dry, but uh... <laughs> Rusty took the tape away. <laughs> That's fucker. Oh. So, uh, uh, last week, <laughs> Division had Division Two had their open beta, so I was playing that last weekend uh while i was playing that um because there were some there were some server load issues because i was getting disconnected every 20 or 30 minutes or so um i was also watching some live stream of uh um anthem you know trying try and get a little bit absorb a little bit of both uh-huh <laughs> Uh, so before I talk about the Division Two and what good things I've seen, I will say in watching gameplay from Anthem, I will reconfirm I am not going to spend a dime on that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for everything that has been done right and wrong in loader shooters, I mean it. We were we were talking about here, you know, the best one is by far Rusty's time sink, right? Warframe. I mean, Wolfheim. They they do more right than they do wrong. I mean, they're I they're still say. working on shit, but yeah, they pretty much got it down. Yeah, they've got the free to play shit um, down really well. The uh, the next one would have to be. Destiny after all the after all the patching and the season release or uh, not Destiny Division after the patching and all the season releases. Yeah, I could see that. Um, just for the fact that it's rather stable, and they they actually the developer there actually listened to the fan base as they were playing, and they worked to improve shit. That's fucking key. Like they fixed shit a lot. I mean, each each release and each pass in between each release fixed something. So, so the division. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say this. So when the division actually came out, it was not quite as bad as Anthem is currently. But it was still pretty bad. Like it didn't have a you know a, a stellar release. What happened with the division is that they did actually take into consideration all the downfalls that they were, you know, they were hitting the roadblocks that they were hitting, and they were they are already saw like the stuff that was happening in the dark zone and the, the fact that people were finding their way outside the map and you know a bunch of other shit, uh, and they addressed them and they uh, they addressed them quickly, and they were really open about it. They were like, "Yes, we know this is an issue. Yes, we're going to we're going to take actions on you know on those people who are cheating, and yes, we're going to go ahead and we're going to fix these problems as quick as we can push them out." I mean, 
So on that, kudos to Massive for the division. I mean, they fixed it as they went. Yes. And if something was truly broken, I mean, royally fucked, it was usually fixed within a week or so. Yeah. Like they didn't they didn't mess around with it. Well, the people who were, um, who found themselves outside of the map in the dark zone, which gave them an edge because they can shoot out, but people couldn't shoot them. Yeah, um, that was resolved fairly quickly. Yeah, uh, and sure, I, I heard that the PC version of uh, of the division took a little bit longer to get taken care of because there was a bunch of. But you have to understand that the the division was more a port to the PC. Than a PC game ported to a console. Right. Well, so ultimately, they're all, yeah, you know, they're they're all programs. They shouldn't yeah. necessarily be ported. I, that's my personal opinion. But, um, um, so with that, I'm watching Anthem video, and we'll say Destiny is third. Right. Destiny's and and, and I won't say where Destiny two is because I haven't even fucking touched it. Um, it's more Destiny. Okay. The thing is, is that Destiny actually had, for me, it had fights that had true mechanics to them. Like, yeah, uh, there was a, you know, there was a set things, you know, set normal yeah. things that you have to do to be able to, yeah. you know, they to did. beat the boss. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did a really good job at look at concentrating on mechanics. I agree. So. Watching Anthem, watching people play Anthem, there's a few things that are fundamentally wrong with it. <laughs> Justin's still fucking with Rusty via cell phone. So Rusty turned his cell phone off. Um, one, it's just not complete. It doesn't feel complete. No. It doesn't look complete. It's not. Um, and they know they damn well knew it too. Yeah, the gunplay is completely understated. Guns are woefully underpowered in that game. Uh, For what is supposed to be a looter it, shooter, they basically force you to run around enemies and use your powers to kill them. So, have you seen the uh, the latest about this? You know, it just came out about a day or two ago. Uh, they had done a comparison between a top-level masterwork, which is the the legendary version of a gun, and the bare basic fucking level one gun that you get from starting the game. Yeah. And what they did was they found a uh, an enemy, took out the legendary gun, shot the the enemy four times, and it brought down the shield. And then they pulled out their level one gun and shot the enemy four times and it brought down the shield. Same level enemy, same enemy. The level one gun had was doing like 180 some damage or whatever. And the, the masterwork gun was doing like thousands of damage. But the same amount of bullets between the two guns yeah. brought down the shield for that enemy. And that meant that that level one gun was actually better than the masterwork guns at, you know, at high enough levels. <laughs> so I will, I will say this. 
I saw this I saw this comment in Giant Bomb article. It sticks with me and I think it I think it says it poignantly. BioWare joins the ranks of developers who've learned how hard or have learned the hard way how difficult it is to make a good loot game. And my thing is, if you're going to make a looter shooter, your guns, you better bring the gun game. Destiny brought the gun game from start. Yeah, uh, well, when you, um, yeah, the the, the shit guns the, in Destiny felt like shit. Uh, the, you know, when you started getting into uh, the good guns, the, the better guns, I mean, I, I was, you know, um, I, I liked my guns. I would say. <laughs> I like my, my hand cannons. Those were fun. And I would say <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that the Division, while the gun game wasn't, let's say, as strong because it wasn't as dynamic, the gun game in the Division was a much more balanced gun game. Rusty quit talking because he's staring at a picture. I would cut that yellow wire right the fuck off. <laughs> it's perfection, except for one yellow wire. <laughs> Sorry. So, I'll stop. Um, it's too easy. So, Destiny had the best gunplay. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that's because the gunplay was dynamic. You definitely felt a difference each level of gun, right? You felt well, like each one of the uh, each one of the named guns, yes. the ones that were uh, that were actual loot drops, had a different feel to them. Yeah. They all felt different. Um, where the division brought a more balanced gunplay that was equally as fun. Which was basically um, stat-based. Which was stat-based. But they did it right. I mean, they had to rebalance some of the guns, but, I mean, they did it right. Yeah. Took away my um, SMGs. Uh, mm. And then... So, I'm playing... I'm watching Anthem, and I'm seeing the gun play fail. And I'm playing the Division 2's beta. Yeah. And I'm like, why would I leave this? You wouldn't. This is... So, as balanced as gunplay was in, in the first one, mm -hmm. so far in the beta, it's even more balanced in the right. in the second one. They, they've they taken everything they learned from the first one, and they're inputting it in this one from the get-go. It's, it's more skill-based. Yes. And... You have uh, each each weapon type has a now, you know, specific. Feel now that to it. said, I haven't gotten any of the name guns in the beta. I wasn't that fortunate, but from video I watched, the name guns actually it, more similar to Destiny. There is a noticeable difference, right, of a ma named gun to to your standard drop, right. Um. Now updated a little bit more because I didn't get to play a whole lot of the private beta so I played quite a bit more of the open beta some differences I got into some of the end game mm. so the end game when you when you hit it it changes everything yeah 
I heard so about it. Basically, when you hit the end game, the map is invaded. Yeah. By a whole new faction. And everything changes. And everything changes. It's so good. So um so all the all the enemies change. Strengths, weaknesses, all that changes, right? Um all of the maps change. Not physically, but the the way that you go back and play them. Right. They change. So you're not playing the same missions over and over and over. And they change dynamically. So you can play it one way this time. And the next time Invasion comes around to that area, it'll be a little bit different. Interesting. So spawn locations and enemy types. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So this all points to increased replayability. All right. Right. On top of that, as I'm playing through it, one, of course, like I said last time, the guns are much more balanced. You can definitely feel a difference between each type, etc. Um, they're easier to manage. Um, modification to the guns, such as sights, everything like that, mm-hmm. those are actually perks now. Oh, sweet. So you don't have to spend materials crafting those things. I don't have to spend money for a red dot? Exactly. <laughs> You spend shade tech. I'm, I'm sorry. That was, that was a little blow. Yeah. So so you're going to spend, say, ch- shade tech to upgrade these perks right? Uh, for these attachments. Now, what the game does is each time you discover a safe house, mm-hmm. you discover shade tech caches that you then have to hunt down to get your shade tech. Ch- Shade tech to upgrade your perks. Nice. Which handles that. That felt like a better management system for that part mm-hmm. than what they were doing in the first game. Right. Um, plus, enemies can drop shade tech, etc. Bosses. Um, the dark zone is fundamentally different. There's three of them now. There are three of them. And. So, the main dark zone will actually scale across level. So, there there is some scaling there. So, right. your low-level guy can go so in there and your low-level do... guy can go in there and he's not going to get completely fucked by the guy who spent all of his time in there mm-hmm. gaining shit. Well, that's good. For the guys who want to just go play against everybody else and gank each other, there's a separate dark zone for that that's unscaled. Right. That's for the EPeners. Yes. So the... uh, That's for the people who specifically want to do PvP. Well, there's PvE... And they're separating that. Well, there's there's PvE-PvP, which is what Dark, Dark Zone really is, is. You've got NPCs in there and you've got, you know, you've got rogue agents and whatnot. Right. Uh, so, from what I understand, uh, is uh, the Dark Zones themselves, you know, there's, there, there's a couple of them that scaled and then there's an occupied Dark Zone, which is the one that's not scaled. So, it be, you know, based off of how powerful your weapon is and yeah. what kind of and armor you have and things like that. Occupied will cycle between the three separate dark zones. Right. 
So, so and each one know, of them has will, different layouts, of course. It will move around. Right. The um the the occupied dark zones actually have better loot in them because there's more risk, yep. uh, and uh, there is a specific four v four PvP mode yes. that is not you know PvEVP. It is yes. player versus player, you know, kind it, of like a deathmatch and a control zone is what I, you know, yep. from what I heard. It is also um uh. Just the map in general, Washington, mm-hmm. it's not nearly as corridory as the first game was. Okay. So you don't feel like you're just walking up corridors shooting things, right? It And it has some vertical to it. Yeah. More so than the first game. Well, the first um, game had a couple buildings that you can kind of get up into. Yeah. And a couple buildings that had ladders that you could get up on. Yeah, and that's about it. This is the much rest more of it was so. just boxes. This is much more so. so. Um, there will also be occupied areas that shift around the map that you can kind of you can help your settlements, you know, help mm-hmm. the help the NPCs by going and freeing those areas as the occupation moves around. So, to get yourself more boosts from the settlement. Great. So it, it's it, it seems to be one of those uh, those games that's going to have a uh, uh, you know have a life after the uh, the and, base game and massive the story. Is, massive is definitely promising. You know, ongoing development to it. They're not just letting it go on its own. So overall. I think we're going to have a much better experience with the division two. Well, they, you know, the um, news stories that I saw was that they they focused on Endgame first. So, oh yeah, they definitely did. This was developed this time with Endgame in mind. Okay, well that's that's actually good to hear. I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, the uh, the reality is, is I'm probably going to pick it up on PC, you know, because, you know, how how often am I going to be able to play with you guys? Uh, and I want to I want to leverage the power of my PC because I spent a lot of fucking money on it and I want to use it. You know, I think for right now, I'm mostly PC is mostly going to be VR for some things and some things will be high end gaming. I know. um just based on the conversation, like really all I'm looking forward to this month is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Right. And, and, and that's where I've put my money. And then when Division goes on sale, I'll probably get it after Jason's played the shit out of it. Right. And and I'm going to – I've been looking at it because I, I really wanted Anthem to be good. Honestly, I really did. Still fucking with me now, I see asshole um the uh so yeah i i really wanted anthem to be good because i wanted a good uh, another good looter shooter i played a lot of warframe and sure warframe has gotten a lot of changes over the last month or so but i haven't brought myself to go back into it because i made a commitment to play other games you know and you know once i got the vr setup i kind of had even more incentive to play other games so 
What VR have you been? What VR games have you played and playing this week? Uh, so I mean, of course, uh, I played Beat Saber daily. Um, but uh, what I do, uh, what I did pick up last week was uh the game called Red Matter. Uh, and I also uh play uh played uh gallery. I think I wish listed Red Matter. Yeah, I I. I picked up the gallery uh, episode one, the call of the star seed, uh, which both of those games are uh, kind of, they, they're, uh, they're, they're story based. So they're both two hours ish long uh, and they're kind of an exploration puzzle story based uh, situation. So uh, red matter kind of it's, it's better built, I'd say. You know, there's uh, you know, there's no like hard cut loading screens. You know, you've got your your normal elevator trope where you get into an elevator and it loads the next area, but it doesn't just go to a loading screen. You know, right? Uh, so it was fairly seamless in that you know in that way. So it kept you immersed, uh, and the movement in red uh in red matter was actually really interesting cuz you're on uh, a moon around saturn and the the moon has lower gravity than normal so you're in a spacesuit and you point where you're going to you know you want to go and your suit will just kind of like jetpack over to that spot so it's you know, a fluid movement from where you're at to where you're going, which, I mean, if you're standing up, that's, you know, that's going to be, you know, you're going to have that feeling once you start moving, you know, because VR movement still kind of gets to you. I didn't have that problem. It It doesn't really get to me anymore. The more you play stuff with VR movement, mm -hmm. the more you start to get used to it. And it, it takes a while, admittedly. Right. um, But I'm finally at a spot where, your mind has to get to a spot where it realizes it when it's moving and when it's not. Right. And my mind is done being tricked by that unless it's a very sudden movement. So if I was a character that suddenly jumped out of, like, didn't have any notion that I was going to drop, and then I suddenly dropped, that would probably make me a little queasy. Like what happened with me and Gorn <laughs> went across the freaking... Yeah, something like that <laughs> would probably make me a little bit queasy, but... <laughs> like being able to move around in Fallout VR. I haven't played it. I'm borrowing that game, so I haven't. I've only been able to play it when my friend is not online. Mm-hmm. But um, that's one of the ones that I've gotten used to the movement itself, and it do, no longer just completely drives me insane. Yeah. The so the the movement for uh, for Red Matter though, it didn't bother me. And once I figured out that you could play it seated. Um, which works really well because you get yourself a swivel chair in a 360 situation. So you just, you know, you just swivel on your chair and you can still kind of move around. And you're in a jetpack. You're not moving. You you don't have really a whole lot of option as far as free movement. You do have the option, but it's not. It's only useful for really small, fine movements to get to where you really want to go. Whereas the big movements or traversal of the areas are, you know, a lot of times you're kind of leaping between voids. 
I'm used to the movement so much that when I've played Skyrim or Fallout just to kind of test myself, I'll move in a direction and just hit the jump button over and over and over and over again. And if mm -hmm. I'm doing good... Bunny hopping. If I'm doing good bunny hopping, then I know I'm all, I'm all right. I'll tell you a game that I finally really dug into this week in VR because I wanted to have a VR title to talk about and I also really wanted to play it. I went online looking for all these guides on how to tweak Elite Dangerous VR to look its absolute best, right? Mm -hmm. When I first tried it on the 970, it was a little bit grainy because it had no super sampling whatsoever. Um, and I was massively driving the uh, re reprojection so, because it was so it was lagging a little bit. And I didn't show you guys that that time because it was still a little bit imperfect. It looked good in the cockpit, but you'd come to a space station, it would look a little bit pixelated right because it was driving the settings in such a weird way but i found out that i can rock <laughs> this is going to sound crazy but almost 2.0 super sampling if i take the image quality for the image that's displayed on your screen down to 640 by 480 wow so the image that's showing on my actual monitor is super tiny which i don't care about anyway and then the image in my visor is on ultra settings at 1.8 um, with huh? reprojection turned off. Okay. And running at over 60 FPS. So now I am running would be the times where it doesn't. It does know, predict. It, feel... it does predictive graphics. So it's, right. it knows you're moving your head in a certain direction, and it predicts the next few frames. Right. And it. It's not super jarring most of the time. Most of the time I don't notice it until it really starts getting out of whack. But I decided, you know what? I really want to play Elite, and I'm going to dig in and try the VR Sims until, you know, like it has the challenge scenarios. And I was like, I'm going to play those for a little bit and get comfortable with flying. Changed my controls around, so, like, I got rid of head look because I was doing all the head looking. Right. And changed my chaff and, like, all the different countermeasures and stuff to button combinations on my controller. Right. And got the flight assist off to just right stick push, which I know that sounds crazy to do that in VR, but it works. Yeah, well. um, I got really good at flying in VR, like really good at flying. And it's a lot of it has to do with having a better spatial awareness of where the ships are. Right. Because I'm not using a, a stick to look around while I'm trying to aim with the other. Right. So what's happening now is I am drifting around spaceships and firing at them. I took my, so I started off small. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and use, I've got an outfitted Cobra 3 that's uh, engineered. And it's engineered pretty well, like not to the umpteenth degree, but this is a Cobra that can take on a vulture and survive. Mm. It's maneuverable. It's got 4A thrusters with even better with engineered thrusters. Like, almost every part that I can engineer is engineered on this Cobra. I remember doing some engineering missions with you on that Cobra. Yeah. So, I got a Cobra Mark III and a Mark IV, and I've got the weapons are interchangeable between the two because I got engineered weapons. And you know how that works. You can right. just pass weapons from one ship to the other. It's incredibly expensive, but I got the same engineered weapons, and I move them back and forth, and most of the same components fit between the two ships. So, that was the first one I engineered. But I also have engineered weapons on my Vulture. And I have an engineered beam laser that does almost 1.5 times the total damage. And it's so it's such a, a high power draw that, like, you have to redo all of the power settings on your ship. So when you deploy weapons, like, your cargo bay right. turns off and all that other stuff. 
So I still have all that set up, and I forgot that I bought like paint jobs for that vulture because it was so fucking cool. And now, like moving, I went just took off from a, spa- a spaceport, and then I got far enough to where I wouldn't get fined. And just fired lasers and then did the free look mode in VR to look at it while it fired lasers. And I was like, this is so damn good looking. It looks so crisp in VR. Like I've got it turned up so high. It looks better than it does when I'm running it in 4K on my TV because it's running at such a high resolution. Right. And it's half an inch from my face. So like the crazy level of detail when you like spin around and free look at your ship is crazy. Um, The lasers look like I've got the you know the color of green, so it looks very uh, Empire, right from Star Wars. Right. So I've got that, and I've got a multi cannon that's also engineered on that bitch, and that thing to eats things for breakfast. I took it to, I'm at a spaceport in an engineer space, and then I took it out to the nav beacon. Decided I'm just gonna go and just shoot ships for cash. I just want to test this out, get my legs under me. Um, I got all the way to dangerous level people, so even like a Fertilance I killed with my Vulture, I killed a uh, an assault ship, I killed a, dan- uh, not an elite, but uh, what's the level right below dangerous? Um, I don't know. I can't, it's been so long. Whatever the level is right below dangerous, I killed a uh, Anaconda with my Vulture because I was so much better at flying in VR because of my awareness. Because I got really good with drifting around stuff, so like it would start to bring weapons to bear, and I get all the way down to like it had a blind spot, like port rear rear port of right. that ship where it only had one cannon that could hit me. I put some shield there, and I would just go to that spot and just blow the fuck out of it. And I killed a condo with my fucking vulture in VR because I could just get in the right spot with that vulture every time and just chew things up. But every Little ship like an adder would come at me, and it was like, engage both guns, and it's like, three, two, one, explode. (laughs) Right? Like, it was so fast. I engaged a wing wing of eagles, and I took out a wing of eagles, and of course, the vulture is very maneuverable. Right. It's one of the few ships that I feel comfortable taking on a group of eagles with, because with a cobra, you almost can't even get behind them. Um, But flying in VR... Because of the awareness, because I can look around and see where things at beyond just trusting my radar. And even la- aiming free, like I did the challenge missions too, mm-hmm. that have fixed weapons. So like fixed pulse lasers. Right. Was able to line those up and shoot in VR because I just felt that much better about my spatial awareness and things just made sense. It felt more like a shooter. And so I did a little bit of space trucking because I was like, I want to make sure I can still land something on a planet. That felt way better. And then I took the Vulture out for a spin after taking the Cobra out. And I was like, holy shit, this is fun. So now I'm going to get into some of the community events probably the next week or two. I'm going to kind of dig into some of that stuff until Sekiro drops. So I did that. And you guys saw me playing XCOM again. I was playing Long War. I've been playing so much Rogue Tech. I did so much food prep, right? Like I didn't want to be rude to my girlfriend and just play video games while she was like doing shit. Right. So I played a little bit of Battletech this weekend. And then I played... XCOM over the last couple of days, I loaded up Long War, and then kind of repurposed who my roster was, you know, making sure that Rusty still like Rusty. Jason hasn't showed up in that game yet. Um, Chuck from work is now in my game. Of course. Um, you know, like, I'm just... Am I, am I still a shotgun-toting motherfucker? Um, this one, you showed up, and I there's a mod you can use called 
captain's choice or commander's choice uh-huh. that I'm not using right now, and I'm letting it randomly assign. So JD is a shinobi. A shinobi is a badass. It's somebody with a blade. Right. Um, and he usually carries an SMG, but he's carrying a shotgun. So he's a shotgun-wielding shinobi. You're a sniper. Sweet. Um, Snipers and, are fucking badass in that game. <laughs> and Chuck is the dude with the flamethrower. And then my guy is an assault, not an assault, a ranger that, like, for whatever reason, my character has shown up all three times that I've reloaded it to just make ranger. sure things were running. And it, so my character is a ranger, and the ranger in Long War gives you a sawed-off shotgun for a sidearm, which does more damage than an assault rifle, an assault rifle, and then an extra grenade slot. And you get bonuses to Overwatch and bonuses to move. Um, but it's basically like you're just... Super grunt. Right. Um, and it's pretty fun. But Long War is... Man, playing that again... And I'm not going to talk about this for too long, but playing XCOM again, I just realized how fucking good that game is. And then with Long War added on top of it, like, it's just so good. I don't... And then I all I really added for mods were cosmetic mods. I just wanted to have additional armor, you know, suits. Right. I've got Fallout trench coats from Fallout New Vegas in there. Because those are just those do. are just cool. Of course you do. But you know, like <laughs> between that and Elite, like I've got a lot of game to goof off with right now. And I played Metro. I did. I did Breakdown. Didn't I talk about that last week I that think, I broke down and finally did that? Yeah, yeah, you did. I got Metro. Um, I accidentally uninstalled it the other night because I was going through the Epic Launcher and I realized I still had Fortnite sucking up fifty gigs of my hard drive, and I was oh, like, "Fuck that!" Oh boy. And that was since I played it in Alpha. Right. So I deleted that, and I was delete got so delete happy, I accidentally deleted Metro and had to reinstall that last night, which is the or the other night, which is the other reason I started playing XCOM because it took so long, and I was going to play a game in a different launcher, right? That wouldn't sit there and be on pause while it downloaded. So that's where the XCOM actually came from. But I'm just realizing like how good XCOM is. XCOM is one of the most perfect tactical games out there. Like, there's that game Phantom Doctrine that's out there right now that's kind of like XCOM, but there's no aliens, and that doesn't appeal to me. I want to have weird laser weapons and do alien autopsies and all that shit. And I got <laughs> Xenonauts 2 maybe coming out this year, and I'd be really interested in that. But for a tactical shooter game, like, XCOM reminds me of old Rainbow Six. And I don't, if you really know what I'm talking about, this is way before there was a multiplayer element. This is way before... Vegas and all that other stuff. The original PC game was literally you controlling squads in a turn-based battle where you would set things to breach and it would be like an orchestra that you set things loose. And that's the same thing with XCOM. You set people to Overwatch, get everybody in position, flashbang, and then everything turns into this like whole cinematic effort of people blowing people's heads off, and it's great. I remember the very first level of that. I do. Um yeah, so I, I failed at that game pretty hardcore because, I mean, it was a couple bullets did your guys in. You know, that's, I mean, obviously, you know. You're talking about Rainbow Six? Right, Rainbow yeah, Six. Yeah, it didn't take anything. Like, there was no hit points. Right. You know, you, you could maybe take a bullet, but not two. Uh, and uh, I played that game entirely wrong, so I bounced off of Rainbow Six pretty hard. That came out. I still have the original CD-ROM. That game came out a very long time ago. That was like, what, fucking early thousand, two thousands? Maybe earlier than that. It was a game was I, it think I, I think I played it pre-college. 
I don't know. I'm it was on my to, first. I, I played it on my first gaming PC. I was going to check it on my phone, but I already turned my phone off. So, oh, I didn't send you anything bad. I was uh, sending you images for the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> of people completing uh, things perfectly. Same. Yeah. <laughs> perfectly, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. I took a screenshot of somebody rearranging something perfectly. Okay. Nineteen ninety eight. I told you it was on my first gaming PC. Yeah. See. Yeah. It, 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 I remember playing it around that time. I don't know. I have some really fond yeah. memories of games that stay in nostalgia land that really just need to stay there because those games look like right. ass. But so, I hate break thing. I hate break things up. I had one other thought that, but I had a bathroom emergency. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. The last thing I was going to say, Rusty will really enjoy this. About? About Division 2. Okay. Enemies are far less bullet spongy. Sweet. So I can fucking, you know, uh, I can brain somebody in the brain pan and they're going to fall over? Yep. Sweet. Um, Also, the armored enemies. So this is one of their biggest changes, the armored enemies. Still bullet spongy. I mean, you're going to be bullet spongy with armor. But if you concentrate all your fire in a certain section of the armor, you're going to chew through that armor faster and then kill them very quickly. I am going to shoot him in his left shin 80,000 times. No, uh, so you could basically knock off a person's helmet you know as you know as you're fighting them and and be able to brain pan them yes sweet good you know that was so it adds a little bit more tactics to it right bullet sponge was one of the 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 downsides of the original division was because once you got into the higher level shit you just basically everything was armored and you were and just, I, and there was two enemy types in the original division that I fucking hated the most. One of them was the fucking, you know, shotgun shock troopers. Yep. Because no matter what you did, they always fucking, like, flushed you out hard. Of which I didn't find. Well, they still have the berserker type. Mm-hmm. But they're not running at you with a shotgun. Yeah, well, once so. you get into the higher level shit, they would, you know, they would flush you out, but one fucking shotgun shot at close range yeah. took you out. Uh, the other one was the uh, fucking invulnerable goddamn shield motherfuckers that you sat there for ages trying to fucking brain pan because they would sit behind their fucking shield forever. Yeah. And then they would pop out every so often to, you know, take some shots at you with a pistol. Yeah. Like... No, <laughs> you should be able to knock that fucking shield out of their hands. Yeah, you know. So, or if you got caught in front of a couple of the chain gun wielding motherfuckers and you can't get behind them, like right. you get caught in front of them in a corridor. Right. Well, there was a couple, you know, just a couple different enemy types in that game that just pissed me off. I mean, I could deal with the snipers, even though those were fucking cheesy as motherfuckers too. Uh, it's just, I'm glad that they're, uh, they've, they've taken what they've learned from the original division and they're making improvements on, you know, on the sequel, which is key to making that game great. 
you know, mm-hmm. and uh, honestly, you know, th- that game is going to completely destroy Anthem. To be honest, I don't <laughs> think this game's going to bounce as hard as Destiny 2. I mean, you saw Destiny, you saw people jump onto it. Well, they jumped and onto it, and then people they jump right back off. Well, they jumped onto it because it was Destiny 2, and they wanted more yeah. Destiny. Uh, and then they realized that the things that we that was needed to make that game good wasn't there. And then the Forsaken expansion kind of <coughs> fixed a lot of the you know the problems, but not all of it. So people bounced on for Forsaken and then bounced back off of it. You know, making a looter game is you know looter shooter it's game hard. is hard. You know, it's you know trying to keep retention for that is you know is absolutely key. Um, the only thing I'm worried about with the division is their microtransactions because they do have loot boxes. Sure. They're completely upfront about it, but still, I mean, and and they're all purely cosmetic. It doesn't, you know, still, you know, me and microtransactions (laughs) (laughs) and and so does Warframe, right? (laughs) I love you. Digital extremes. So, Going back to some things that Rusty has already finished. You finished Metro, right? I I finished Metro, yep. Yeah. So I got to the second area of that. Yep. And I'm just realizing how much I like all the weather effects and all the other crazy shit that's going on and all the lighting effects and all the... I know I don't normally talk about graphics, but it just adds... There's so much immersion in that game. Yeah. With literally, it feels like everything. Like it doesn't... It's not a power fantasy by any means. No. I've been scraping by with a handful of shotgun shells and a BB gun and uh, an AK that I keep running out of bullets for. And that's been my life in Metro. And now I just went to a spot where I'm going underground and I was like, I don't feel like I have enough bullets. Um, Just go slower. Most it's... of the time I do, but... Sometimes I fuck up my shots and I'm like, oh, now I've got a whole pack of things coming at me. And I generally reload when I fuck up a shot <laughs> because the the alternative is you run out of bullets and then <laughs> right? it makes things way fucking harder as you go along. Um, you know, so if I fuck up a shot and I end up having to pull out my oh shit gun, which is generally the shotgun, uh, I will go through, you know, all the bullets and... I, I don't use anything automatic in that game. Nothing automatic. Well, you know, you can just tap the button on the AK and I, fire a single shot. Of course, but why? When you when you can't silence that gun. Yeah, you can. Well, you can't effectively silence that gun. Anyways, <laughs> you find a lot more of the AK bullets than anything else. It, true. That's because they expect you to go through about six bullets to kill somebody. But I'm, there's there is a better gun later on, uh, that uh, is a bullpup style gun, uh, which is a, a, which is an auto fire like it's an automatic gun, but instead of holding down the fire you know fire button for, you know a second and shooting off six bullets, it it does a pop 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 style you know it's very you know methodical slow. Uh, which makes it really easy to be able to line up your headshots uh, and only use one bullet to take somebody out, which is absolutely key when you know your bullets are kind of you know precious. 
I like that game quite a bit. But like I said, I always have a, I have some. There's three game types I've narrowed down that I like a lot, really a lot. Survival style shooters, or you know, survival style games of sorts, right? Not to the Conan degree. Tactical games, mm-hmm. and basically action RPGs. Well, I mean, I I. I have my own thing too. I I like my RPGs. I like I like the games that are uh that are fucking well, you know, 50 60 hour plus. I'm, I'm almost looking at that Devil May Cry game because of the same thing like it's not really an RPG but it's, it's an, an action game. game. Right. And it's a good mind-numbing thing. I, though, I heard that it's Devil really May Cry. good. I heard it's really good. Like Devil May Cry 5 this came out what yesterday? Well, our mutual friend Mike that I work with and today that today. that you know very well, Jason. Yep, he uh, was getting off work to go get that immediately. Yeah, I mean it. It was it became like to the available. point that he had his wife just go pick it up while he was at work so that he could be home and play it when it was as soon as he got home. Yeah. I won't be picking That's that love. up immediately. I will be picking it up sometime I, soon. That's I, love, I, have, I have goals this month. Yeah, I love me some Devil May Cry, as many of you who've listened to the show for any length of time know. I was the only one that was okay with DMC. Ooh, emo Dante. Um, and Somebody had I to like re- Emo May Cry. I, I really... Really like me some Devil May Cry, but I won't be picking it up right away either. Mostly for fundage reasons. Yeah. Did you guys play anything else of interest before we take a break? Um, it's just the uh, the gallery uh, one called Starseed, which you have access to. Um, and I I will say that the movement is different in that game. Um, it took some getting used to. Because normally uh, they use uh, when you are uh, playing VR, you generally use the uh, the controller to point where you're going to teleport, right? Uh, Cult Starseed has you using uh, gaze based teleporting, which was kind of weird uh, in the beginning, and it really kind of you know wants you to have a 360 space because they want you to be able to turn around in your little box uh, to be able to work with things. But it used a lot of, you use a lot of the, you know, the objects in the world to be able to do things, which I, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, and it is a, it's very much an episodic game. I, re, I understand now why there is a episode two. Uh, because it is a ongoing story. My biggest problem with uh, with VR games right now is that the cost per time play, like your 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 cost per gameplay ratio, is really really out of whack on VR. Like thirty dollars for a two hour game is a bit much. I understand that the work that goes into these VR games is way more than you know, than normal because of, you know, VR being a new thing, but damn, like seriously, 30 bucks for two hours of a game that you're probably not going to play again afterwards. I can't really, I can't really. My, 
my best advice on VR right now, uh, especially with the price that you pay for it and the price of the games, is to, if you're interested and you're not a whale, right? Like, me and Rusty are like half whales. We're orcas, basically. <laughs> we occasionally have spurts of money, and we usually spend money very um, frugally. <laughs> we're more like dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins is an appropriate term. D- dolphins. Uh, I was going to say sperm whales. No. No. no that's, that's a big whale. That's a big whale. It's big, toothy sperm whale. No. So, us as dolphins, we Asshole. we have to... See unicorns. Oh, boy. Oh narwhals. God. We're narwhals. <laughs> we already used narwhals as, a, as an episode title. You can't write it down. Okay. So... The thing about it is, though, is I'm sharing my library with two people, which is totally Steam legal. Yes. Um, and both these people have VR. So yes, that's a one way to do it. I you don't believe I've paid full price on any of the VR games. I've waited till there were Steam sales before I got stuff, and then... My buddy had a Vive a year before I had VR, so he has a pretty extensive VR library, and I've tried out things and bought things after trying them. I, that's how Beat Saber was discovered and bought so quickly. That is Okay, I take that back. That is the second game I've bought not on sale. Okay. Everything else that I've bought is about $50 so far of actual money spent for about $300 worth of stuff. And I, that's about the way to do it. Like, I'm going to... Like, I was even looking at Oculus Store because I was going to use Revive for that, uh-huh. but I didn't see anything. I was looking There's, at Robo Recall, and I was like, I'm not spending $30 on Robo Recall. No. No, what you need to do is you just need to come over and play it. I'll, I, I mean, will give it a shot soon. That way you can you, you can try it out. It, it's fun. So the best way I could describe Ro, Robo Recall is, um, uh, is you know, Space Pirate Trainer, kind of like that, only you have... Uh, the ability to teleport around. Uh, so, Space Pirate Trainer is event- is basically in a way kind of like playing Defender or something. It's or not Defender like Asteroids. Yeah, well, it, Defender Asteroids, both of those. Uh, it's it's a it's a bullet hell game that you're in a stationary place and you got a shield to block bullets instead mm-hmm. of dot, and you can dodge too, and you just switch gun modes on your gun and get power ups, and it's kind of designed to see how many stages you can clear but it is kind of exhausting yeah the, that's one of the reasons like playing elite for an extended amount of time like i got my headset in a way that didn't like fit weird on my face and then just sat there and played for a while right with a controller was very enjoyable right and i like i said i'm not at a point where i get sick like i just i lost time i was like fuck i gotta go to bed fuck this is a long time like yeah. i know i can't fire it up tonight right I've, I've actually, I want more seated VR games. I mean, sure, you, you, you have a VR game that lasts two hours. You have to realize you're standing for the entire two hours. And you're yeah. moving around and you're, you know, you're not necessarily walking, but you're still twirling in space, you know, and manipulating it, things. You know, so. if you want to get over seasickness really quickly, play Sub-Zero. Uh, Sub-Zero. What is it? No, subspace zero. Subspace zero. I, I th- also thought you were going to say detached, um, which is the uh, you know the six degrees of freedom uh, spacesuit thing. Okay, well, I need to get into that again. 
I'm okay with the movement on that, but the subspace zero, I believe that's the name of the game. Mm, well, sub, I have, I have sub level zero. It's basic sub level zero. I think that's what it is. It's basically descent. Right. So you're moving in short bursts in six degrees. And it does take a little bit of getting used to, but you are in a cockpit, so it does make it a little bit easier. It's a roguelite. And not roguelike, it is roguelite. But it is it is pretty fun. If if so I, I've heard some things, you know, it's not confirmed or anything, but I, I've heard some things about a new Mech Warrior game uh that's uh that's coming down the pipe. And if the Mech Warrior game is anything like Vox Machina, where you have, you know, the torso controls and everything like that with gaze-based uh, targeting. That game's going to be so fucking good. Oh, man. Uh, you, you'll have to fucking pry me away from that game because Vox Machina is, is a good proof of concept, you know, you know, like deathmatch t- uh, style game. But you give me Mech Warrior in that you know, using that kind of control scheme, not necessarily the lever based, but the lever based, it's, it's, it's actually kind of fun. It's a, it's a the, good way of moving around. The, the gaze setting. based shooting is very, very accurate. Right. Yeah. No, I, I thought that you can move gonna, around and just shoot things. I thought that was going to be a, 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 like a bad gimmick, but it actually works really well. And, I I enjoy the fuck out of it. Um, so yeah, if micro if Mech Warrior is anything like that, that's an easy buy. Because uh, I'm looking for a game that uh, that I can pick up for VR that I can keep coming back to. I mean, Beat Saber is good because I can keep coming back to it, and I've put like 68 hours into that fucking game. You know, that's a quality VR game I picked up for 20 bucks. Hell yeah! You know, and I spent. Fucking forty bucks between the two uh, two titles that I picked up for the last week and got four hours of gameplay out of it, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> there needs yeah. to be there needs to be good quality longer games for VR uh, that are not you know are are more than just an experience, you know. So I think it's uh, I think we can take a break at this point, right? Yeah, let's it's take a, a good break. Spot. Alrighty, we'll be back. And we're back. Yeah. You know what today is? Uh it's not hump day. <laughs> it isn't. In fact, it's International Women's Day. Yay! So, unintentionally, and then I figured it out later today, I've been listening to uh, female-fronted metal bands. Oh, really? So I'm going to give you the two best female-fronted fronted metal bands. It's hard to say that without it sounding like some stupid innuendo. Female-fronted. Right. Um, if you're into really loud and extreme music, I would suggest two, and the two that have been on my jam is Arch Enemy just released a new album that's a bunch of covers, which I've been listening to nonstop all day, and then a band out of either Ukraine called Ginger that has a girl that is uh, ranges from opera to downright like crazy dark really fast. So Screamo. 
No, 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 no. We're not talking Screamo. She rivals the dude from Cannibal Corpse. Wow. She's badass. Okay. Um, I don't listen to anything. I okay. There's a couple of things that would be considered remotely Screamo to listen to, but this is not Screamo. This is somebody that's has a band that sounds very much like, and I know you guys aren't into this stuff, but for anybody that's out there that likes crazy stuff, uh, a band that's very much like Periphery or Meshuga with a vocalist that ranges from high vibrato, low vibrato to um, like Cannibal Corpse. Like it's, and she's better than the guy from Cannibal Corpse. She does not sound like a, a girl. Um, the girl from Arch Enemy, if you listen to anything like that, like that's basically uh, uh, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of lead um, and a girl that does zero clean vocals that sounds like that rivals all of the male metal vocalists by a long shot. Um, and either, neither of them are hard on the eyes. So, but that's not the reason I listen to them. Like I, you know, if I wanted, uh, there's plenty of pop stars that are hot too, right? Like I just listen to stuff and I, if it's female fronted bands, like I do like clean stuff. I really like a group called Delirium a lot, which is, uh, what was the name of the band she was in? I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyways, long story short, it's a somewhat industrial band that's got all female clean vocals but um i just like the contrast with ginger it's a crazy contrast that doesn't like i got into it today and then after i realized this international women's day i was like oh how fitting this was completely accidental i'm not doing this to just showboat and say hey i'm a white knight but hey sure you are i will say that um yeah just out of what it is and what it represents today like there is some extremely legitimate music out there especially in the heavy scene that um i think is very unique and very good so if yeah. you're into heavy stuff arch enemy or ginger and that's spelled j-i-n-j-e-r i think it's probably ukrainian for something um but anyways yeah just super random thought i'd share i've been listening to both of those bands all day because i have amazon music and it gives me everything for free it's way better than because i ever could think about being except for the part that you pay for it um, <laughs> and I believe with all of that, um, there's probably plenty of news, uh, Jason. There is totally plenty of news. So, first part on a little bit of a somber note. Um, John Michael Vincent, star of Airwolf. Yes, I yeah. died. I know that's horrible to laugh about it, but it's just so it was so random. It was. Um. So apparently he he passed within the last day or so. Um, so that's that's sad. It is it's, sad. it's pretty it's, sad. It's, it's, our, also, it's our childhood, maybe not it, yours, but it's ours. It it's another iconic person from our childhood. I mean, um, just just so we're getting older. That's passed away. Um, for the nine zero two one zero crowd, Luke Perry died. Okay, I know my girlfriend's really upset about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I would I mean it wasn't really my jam, right? Well, nine hundred two one zero was not a, a show that I watched, but I, I'm I'm, I'm sure familiar with the name, um, which which is saying something for me. If I'm familiar with the name, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that sucks. Rusty doesn't remember those types of things. I, I, yeah. 
I couldn't put a Ever. face to the name, but I, I've heard the name before. Granted, nine zero two one zero ran forever. So yeah, true. It's uh, yeah. It, it was a Seinfeld of stupid TV dramas. See, I I, I felt worse about uh, about Airwolf than than that. So, yeah. and, and the yeah. fact that I said Airwolf instead of the dude's name kind of tells you something. Um, I, I am just terrible about that. I just terrible with names. And it's always been a thing for me. But I mean, I remember sitting down watching uh there would I mean, be Sequest DSV you, and then there was Airwolf right afterwards, and then uh right around the same time they uh they had the old uh Incredible Hulk on yep. TV. Uh and I couldn't and, I couldn't give and you if any you were the, and if you were in the right area. A team immediately a- followed A-team? Incredible Hulk. So you see, A team was one of those uh, one of those things that didn't show up on you know on the prime time because these were prime time shows. Yeah, these were shows that happened during like dinner time for you know for my family. So we would have dinner and we would turn the TV around and instead of watching the news, we would be watching Sequest, DSV, Airwolf, and then the Incredible Hulk, uh, and. Uh, the A Team and Dukes of Hazard were, you know, were daytime shows that ran around the same time as the soaps, so that the guys yep. had something to watch instead of soap operas. <laughs> I mean, that's what Battlestar Galactica turned into for me. It was a man soap. Right. Uh, me and old friend of mine from a while days that I still keep in touch with, who has also helped with running weird technical stuff for this website, um, Travis. He started calling. That was the first man soap that we started uh, started watching. He's yeah. like, "You need to watch Battlestar. It's a man soap and it's good." Yeah, the original like, Battlestar Galactica was well, not was, the original original. I mean, the oh, you mean remake that the came rem- out in the two thousands. Oh, okay. Well, that one was good too. But Starbucks a dude uh, doesn't matter. That show is like one of the best sci fi's ever made for television. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I was the I best was dog initially... fighting scenes in any show. I, well, I was originally. Uh, one of those people is like Starbucks a dude, uh, but I gotta say, I I warmed, a, I warmed up to the new Starbucks pretty quick because she's bad a badass. Ass. Yeah, she's a badass. Yeah. Um, besides the pilot thing, just the just the stereotypical take no shit from nobody. Exactly. I like that yeah. quite a bit. So you need to watch the experience. getting into actual gaming news. Um, <laughs> Nintendo announced this week. A VR Labo kit for the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Man, I called they're that some, shit. They're making some money with cardboard, aren't they? I called that shit so fucking long ago that it hurts. Right after the fucking Switch came out, I said, man, you watch. They're going to come out with a fucking kit, kind of like Google Cardboard, that's going to fucking, you'll be able to slide that fucking you know, Switch screen in there because it's perfect size for that and be able to fucking go. Uh, you know, go and have these little VR, you know, experiences. And of course the Joy-Cons are just like what you would need for small motion controllers through for your, your basic fucking VR set. I called that shit so fucking long ago. Yep. Of course, Labo comes out and says, Hey, we're going to make shit from, we're going to make money out of cardboard, man. We're going to, it's, it's, you watch these fuckers are going to, they're just going to slurp it up. It's fucking cardboard, but we're selling it for 80 bucks. Watch it. Watch Watch what we do. Watch now, what we do. Uh, Fucking Nintendo prints money. So there are <laughs> there are two sets currently announced. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. The uh, main VR kit costs seventy nine ninety nine. Yep. 
includes six different cardboard kits to build. Yep. It has VR goggles, <laughs> a blaster, which looks fucking stupid on your face, all right? It, it, so, y- yes, it, the I've blaster seen. is actually held up to your face. Yeah. Wait, let me see. Like... We had a fucking... We a, <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Shit, seriously? Shit over. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, Don't knock over the... The blaster The big kit. Q there. Um, I'm just going to move that over here. And additional <laughs> accessories, like a swan. Do you see... You, uh, you, you, you are looking into the swan's ass. A camera. Uh, <laughs> Um, the VR goggles with like some weird foot pedal <laughs> and an elephant. Where do you look in the elephant? You you look into the elephant's You look into the elephant's face and like hold on to the trunk. Because that's a thing. Right. So why are you knocking shit over? Because I am. Alright. My god, you're so uncoordinated right now. I am. It's getting late. Um, Starting to move things away from you that fucking could not get knocked over. Or, <laughs> and of course, this comes with screen holder, safety cap, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for those looking to spend a little bit less, there's also a basic kit that is just the goggles and the blaster for $39.99. Ooh. Additional accessories like the elephant can be purchased later for... In like twenty dollar sets. Oh yes, um, the kits also include Labo software, mm-hmm. of course, um, which features the games to go along with the yes. things that the Labo's for, uh, and step by, and then a garage mode for building your own Labo creations. Of course. So you can build your own cardboard creations. Yay. Yeah. So this is Labo with Google Cardboard. So <laughs> so the thing about Labo is that they, they come with these prepackaged software things. So it's kind of like you build the cardboard and you have a little mini game that you can play with the cardboard contraption that you created. Um, and each one of those things is you know supposed to kind of showcase the creation that you made out of cardboard. Yeah. Um, not exactly what I expected from them when they, you know, when I said that they were going to do a VR style headset, you know, featuring the Switch. Um, and honestly, I, they could do better. I mean, the idea behind it might be just a proof of concept, just with Labo, but the the Switch they is could do better. The the Switch doesn't necessarily have the um. Uh, the spatial awareness. They don't have a camera on it for making sure the the inside out tracking is you know, is working. So it's only running off of the gyros for the you know, yep. for the controller. Uh, so you're not gonna don't expect to put this Labo uh, creation on your head uh, and be able to look around a VR space because that's not what's gonna happen. You're gonna have one controller still attached to the lab you know, to the switch, I'm sure, for the gyroscopic yep. thing, and that's how you're gonna be able to look around. But you're gonna be stationary. I'm very Pretty sure much. of it. Um, so, for those of you who are, who who are interested in that, that will be available starting April 12th. 
It should have been April 1st. I mean, <laughs> it really should. Labo is... It is it is Nintendo printing money, honestly. The the games that they make for you know for that, I'm not sure if you've ever seen any of the Labo yeah. games, but they're real basic. Like a couple of days worth of coding could make it done. Yeah. You know, the the hardest part is working with the you know, working with the controller, but the fact of the matter is is that if you pick up the Labo kit, you get all the tools to be able to build the games for the Labo kit with Labo. Uh, so if that tells you how simple the games are to make, anybody with any experience coding could probably, you know, whip up a little mini game for your Labo in, you know, a day or so or yep. less. So there's not a whole lot of effort in the software, you know, software wise, you know, to make that work. Exactly. You know, I, I just wish that there would have been a little more, you know, added some more features to the Switch. I mean, they could go with hardware extensions to the Switch. I'm sure it uses, you know, could use it. That could turn it into a halfway decent, if not fairly over expensive, you know, version of a VR headset. You know, give it some basic camera tracking and, you know, go to town. Yep. So, um, the next piece of news, I'm going to say, speaking of Anthem earlier, this was my final nail in the coffin. <laughs> what? So apparently it's been discovered that there is a bug in the game. Oh, you don't that, say. <laughs> that may actually lead to that was your system crashing. Oh, yeah. I heard this one. Uh, it's... Uh, it has been most prevalently, prevalently reported on the PS4. Right. So, um, and where the, and I saw some reports for the Xbox, basically on the Xbox, it like forced software restart. Right. Whatever. Uh, almost like a memory leak. Um, for the PS4, however, <laughs> quite, quite a lot of users uh just uh just around 1500 users reported it uh, crashed their ps4 completely so it, instead of but i have heard software, that you can actually do a hard reset to get out of it right yes so, you can however it has done it repeatedly to the point where some of these users actually asked whether or not it was going to brick their console. So there, and I can understand why, because if it just hard crashes you like that, you know. There are unconfirmed reports, at least a few, where the uh where the PS4 has bricked. Oh, did you do some further research on it? I did it? some research on it. I've been watching some uh, uh watching some news uh, news coverage for it. Uh various different places are saying that it's completely unconfirmed. Uh there's you know they've got the 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 Reddit bug thread going on r right now, and of course you can you know do feedback through Anthem's forums, and uh, people are reporting the hard crashes. But there are a couple people who said that it bricked their system; they could not get it back going, and did troubleshooting based on the forums to try to get it working again, and couldn't get it working again. So they were not able to even turn their system back on. 
um, which is always a possibility uh, with any type of electronics. If it hard crashes like that, it could hard crash to the point where it needs to do a full recovery, uh, which that is another thing that, you know, that is being reported is that when it hard crashes and the PS4 comes back on, it has to rebuild the hard drive essentially and recover it. Uh, so, uh, so that means you're playing Anthem, it crashes, you bring, uh, bring your system back up and you have to wait 20, 30 minutes for the hard drive to go through its, you know, its hard drive check. Yep. Now, um, Bioware since said, uh, that there is a fix coming next week, but, huh, you think you would have caught that pretty early mm-hmm. on? You go and make people wait a week when the game's crashing their freaking consoles. The They're going to quit playing. The people who are worried about this, there are people who have PS4s that said, fuck it, I'm not going to play it. Mm-hmm. And not... actually demanded a full refund. Yeah, oh, the, there's there's people who demanded a full refund. Uh, PlayStation Store is offering no questions ask, asked refunds based on this issue. Um there, I guess the uh, the turnover rate for you know for people who request refunds is you know is is fairly you know fairly decent. So if you wanted to get a refund for ransom, this would be the time. Um, the uh, the 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 reality is is that there's a lot of big issues going on with ransom. And I mean, there was some there was some problems. I would say there was some problems with Andromeda, but I didn't run into any anything that was overly breakable. Yeah. But um, it is not just consoles. There were a few reports even of PCs um, going in, entering into a never-ending power cycle. See that? See that's a that's a thing that's that's something different. I I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't think there's any, you know, any program out there that could, you know, that could do that to a PC. No, there had to have been something else going on with those few PCs. Right. But uh, that means there's got to be a pretty big bug or memory leak in the PC version to start causing. So I've been trolling through Reddit and uh, and there has been a couple reports of how how much Anthem is hitting hard drives. Uh, somebody was doing a uh, an analysis of how hard their uh, their hard drive is being hit with loads, but, and he was curious to see how much of the hard drive is being accessed, or how you know how much bandwidth is being used, because of the load t- you know the loading screens in Anthem. It seems like you load every few minutes, um, you know, going to different areas or going from the hub city to the open world or into a mission or whatever. So he was just curious to see how much it was loading, and uh, it, you know, it was loading about ten times more data into memory than any other standard, you know, game like you know Destiny. Uh, you know, as an example, I think he used Destiny as a, uh, you know, uh, as a, um, as an average. Uh, and it was about 10 times more data being read. Now, it wasn't writes. It was just reads. And if you have a SSD, it means that you're going to have a lot of, you know, read hits. But, you know, people were worried about how, you know, because SSDs have a, uh, a limited amount of writes that it can do over its lifetime. Uh, 
and they were worried that this game was actually going to kill their SSDs. Uh, because the I that takes it's millions and millions of writes for it to kill an SSD. Well, it, it's but it's still. I mean, if you're doing a lot of writes, that's going to you know still reduce the amount of life your SSD is going to have. But reads don't affect that. Reads are just checking to see what you know where the bits are. You know, not necessarily changing the you know uh, changing the bits. So. Uh, so even if you are reading or it's a read intensive game, it's not going to lessen the amount of life your SSD has. It's just a interesting, I, you know, interesting a bit of information saying, Hey, it's loading 10 times more, sometimes more often, uh, Mm -hmm. than that, than a standard, you know, open ish world game. So... There, that come you know that being on a PC, you have to think these are very similar builds between the two. What if that is also causing the problem on the PS4 and by extension the Xbox? And the Xbox just has a better protection versus you know hard crashes than the PS4 is. Right, because I learned from the Red Ring of Death. Right, uh, but. You know, if PS4's hard drive is being accessed so often that it's, you know, you know, and there's a memory leak someplace and it's causing hard crashes that could cause a problem in the event that it's reading something really heavily and then it, you know, hard crashes. You know, you you don't necessarily hear about head crashes anymore because, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. because of uh, hard drive technology kind of making that not a thing anymore. Yep. Uh, but still, it's not good for the hard drive to, you know, to have a full power loss during a read. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a spot that I'm going to, the second chance I'm going to give Anthem right now is I'm going to wait a while till this, ex, what it, when they finally start really getting into story, etc., right? And I'm going to see if they pull a little bit of a 180 like Destiny did. I mean, we had a decent amount of fun with Destiny 1. We just kind of ran it to the ground, right? If if they if know, they address some of the issues and they get on track, I'll give them a chance. But right now, I'm just... I've got really good games that I want to play, and I'm not in dire need of a looter shooter, per se, right? Like, right. I'm halfway hoping that Borderlands VR comes to PC so I can play that. That's soonish. Yeah, like that's that's way more appealing right now to me at Borderlands VR than it is for me to play Anthem. Um, but if Anthem gets fixed, I'll give it a shot. I don't want, I personally don't want the nail in the coffin to hit Bioware. It just looks like it, everything is leading towards that right now. Well, we'll, we'll see. It's still they're still able to possibly you know fix the problems. I mean, the division was you know was a really rocky start. Anthem kind of reminds me of the initial Division launch. Uh, probably a little worse than the Division launch because I didn't have the graphical issues uh, or the crashing that you know, the Division you know had at launch. But this this reminds me of that, uh, and they were able to turn the Division around uh, and make that a decent game. You know they've got a a road. You know Anthem has got a roadmap. You know. The the thing that you're saying is that you're going to wait. Uh, I would wait for, you know, part of the roadmap and for them to actually, you know, fix their shit. 
Because there's a lot of fixing that it needs to needs to happen between now and when I'm ready to buy that game. I'm still going with my I'm waiting on everything this year. A- aside from well, Phoenix Point. Phoenix Point is the only thing I'm not waiting for. The only thing that Phoenix Point's this year's XCOM. It looks like it might be. Yeah. And I will give it a shot. Right. Um but you know, that's your kind of game. Uh I I have I have I've been considering the uh uh the the division two because right now if you buy it through Uplay you can get one of uh one of three games for free you know through them which is Watch Dogs two uh Far Cry Primal or uh what was the other one fuck I can't remember uh shit it'll come to me later I'm sure but there's three games that you could get. One of one of the games you could pick, which game you want for free if you uh, if you pre-order. Which I don't consider that bad of a deal. I don't necessarily recommend pre-orders just for the game, but if you're getting something else, even if it's just a twenty dollar game that's a couple years old, that you know if you've never played it before, it'd be an opportunity to get it. You know, for the same prices you know, getting the division two. Uh, so I've been considering it, but I'm still really, really gun shy about pre-ordering anything this year or anything in general, really. Cause you want to see how it works. Like if, if I had pre-ordered Anthem, can you imagine how pissed I'd be right now? Holy fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> Are you awake? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just just checking because your eyes were closed and you were about snoring. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I am looking forward to uh, Division Two. Yep. Because, I mean, well, I mean, I, I, I already bought into it. So, well, you did. I, you pre-ordered I, I, because I you're... broke my rule. I pre-ordered it, but that's because of my wife mostly. Right. Well, yeah. That that and you know your situation. If you have it and you want it, you pre-order it because otherwise you might not get it. Otherwise, my <laughs> wife might change her mind a week right. down the road, <laughs> or, or a few minutes later. Um, yeah. So yeah. I pre-order it when I get time, and uh, the fact that with the way everything works, if I order it digitally and I order it on my home Xbox, which is the one in the living room, Mm -hmm. we both can play it and I only have to buy it once. once. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't have that problem. But that also means I'll get to play it on Wednesday. Ass. Um, Oh, and then you'll have some definite things to talk about next week for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, because I don't think I'm going to have anything new by next Wednesday. So I, I can actually say this because uh, you know there isn't an NDA on it or anything like that, but uh, I got a I got a code for uh, the Satisfactory Alpha, uh, oh, cool. which is basically is the way that I see it is a 3D Factorio, uh, which allows you to you know to to build belts over belts and be able to you know to do things in three dimensions instead of being on a 2D space like Factorio. Um, I'm interested to see what that's going to be like. Uh, I, I have checked into it and it does have, it's NDA free. So I can, you know, I can talk about it, you know, next week, 
Uh, I could stream it if I wanted to, but I'm not gonna. Um, and that is something that I've been kind of watching for a bit because uh, I really liked Factorio, and this this idea kind of gets, you know, it, it scratches an itch because I I every so often load up Factorio, but I know I spend like an a hundred hours on that game, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, so uh, I'm interested to see what it's like. I, I really like it. Let me give one more report because this is something I forgot I did play and I got started with. Oh, yeah. A Hellblade VR. Oh, yeah? Holy yeah. fuck, that's immersive. Oh, yeah? Oh, I bet. Whew. Um, that got me on edge doing the first... I got through the first fight and I was, like, breathing differently. <laughs> that's, his, that's his way of saying he was breathing hard. I was... It was... Uh, that was intense, and it it works really well. So, like, they got normal mode, which just puts you in third person camera, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes my current build sound like a wind machine because I hear the fan spin up, and it's looks good. But you can tell, like, it's straining everything to make it look that good. It's right, you know. It's just like it's it's really just digging in, but. Um, it's got two experimental modes. One of the experimental modes makes it look like your, like your character is as tall as this pin, mm-hmm. and about two feet away, right? And you're at an angle, kind of up, looking down at it, which makes the environments kind of interesting to navigate because then it takes the view down and behind when you go into the caves. So you're kind of at ankle view. No, 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 not ankle view. Uh, above. Oh, okay. And it takes you down, and it's hard to describe, but, like, take your, the character's about a little bit smaller than your hand, so depending on how big your hands are, like, up to your first knuckle, or your uh, second knuckle, and put that, like, slide it up and in front of your face, and that's how big it is if you had your arm all the way stretched out. Okay. Right, and at an angle. And then the other view is, like, right at her knees, which is a weird view. Um, I did not use that for combat. I don't understand why that view is there. It makes everything look gigantic because you're at, like, hobbit height. Right. Um, I do not understand that angle. Um, it does a weird thing with the cutscenes too. So any of the cutscenes, it does, it's a little bit, jarring's not the right word, but it does pull you out. It throws everything in, like, a curved screen in front of you in VR space and then jumps you back into the game. And in the game, it kind of seamlessly goes back and forth between that stuff. Right. But it doesn't do it on all the cutscenes. So the first cutscene, you realize that as you die, the... Th- thing's going to infect you further. Right. Um, That is all in your face, and that's pretty intense with her screaming and going... A little more insane. Yeah, as she's, like, going further down the rabbit hole, so to speak. It's a very intense scene that they do completely in VR. Um, You can kind of look around, too, while it's happening, and it's pretty intense. Um, And then the very first fight where you start fighting the weird shadow creatures is pretty intense. Um, I, I forgot that you were supposed to fail. Yeah. Um, I played that for a full five minutes. I was like, I, what's going on? And then I started getting hit because I was getting really overwhelmed. And I was like, oh, I think I remember what I got to do here. I got to just lay down and take it. Take it. Yep. But, so, but so that the, was really intense. So the FMV portions of that game just throws up like a an FMV screen? Occasionally. Okay. There's actual FMV while you're in game, and that is kind of different. Okay. 3D with pictures that are FMV is weird. Interesting. You should try it. Okay. Uh, I, I'll it's give totally it a, a seated experience. 
Yeah, I'll give it a try. Um, if you want something to tax your build, there you go. Okay. Well, maybe. add a little bit of super sampling. Um, try turning off shadow. I'm going to tell you this because it is killing all rigs. I've been looking through all the cause the VR thing was added on last summer. Mm -hmm. That game already like can melt some rigs at like 4K. Right. Right. Um, and my rig will currently run on the 1070. We'll run it in 4K looking great without VR. In VR, it, I had to tweak the shadows and then add some super sampling to make it look right. Um, but it's such a dark game anyway. Like removing some of the shadows had the effect of making me be able to see a little bit because it is pretty dark. Okay. I've been playing the around with The shadows are super intense on the GPU with that game. Yeah, I've been playing around with the idea. The 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 thing I've been, you know, I've been focusing most of my VR, uh, my VR experiences that, you know, on games that utilize the tracked controllers. Uh, so using a game pad was, you know, it's not one of the, you know, the style of games that I was focusing on. Um, and this uses with, the with game With you pad. not actually being first person view most of the time, it is not sickening in any you're what you're on a camera watching somebody else move right and that's fine you know and i'm it's not worried about the astrobot the astrobot does that very well i'm not worried about worried about the movement at all it's just the you know the control scheme you know using you know a game pad instead of the you know the touch controllers which i mean i really enjoy the 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 3d manipulation of the touch controllers so games that don't have it need to have a reason to not have it in my eyes. Uh, so I haven't played, you know, Everspace, you know, Elite Dangerous or, uh, or um, fucking, you know, Hellblade uh, because of the control scheme. Uh, I've, you know, I have one. I just needed to hook it up to the, you know, to the PC. And I've been playing Final Fantasy 15 while I've been waiting for games to drop. So, uh, so there's no reason for me not to do it. I really do want to get into Elite Dangerous, honestly, with VR because that looked the fucking fantastic. Look out of this world is too cliche. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The planet, the planets look like planets. I can just imagine. Like you, it is a game. I will say, build a super sampling profile for it. I think one and a half times is a great starting point. Yep. Um, and then just see what your frame rate is. I tweaked some of the shaders on it to get it to 1.8 and still have it run very smooth. When we tried it over here originally, remember that was at two times super sampling, right. which looks fantastic, but holy shit, like I don't notice a huge difference between that and 1.8, and you're still pushing pretty hard at 1.8. And it looks very good, very, very sharp and clean. I, I think I can do I, I think I can handle it. Yeah, but it was worth it. I can handle it. I'd, yeah. Set, remove, change some of the controls around so you can use the gamepad or your setup as without a control. Without I'm anything. just going to look into the voice command thing. I really want to try that. You know, getting it set up so that it recognizes voice commands uh, to do just you know things like deploying the fuel scoop or, or I'm sorry, the cargo you know cargo scoop and raising and lowering the you know, the hard points and things like that. I think that, you know, or, or setting the warp to the next system, you know, by voice command saves like all the time, you know? <laughs> so I'm looking into that. And once I get that working, 
then I think that the VR experience would be perfect with the gamepad. Uh, I also have the Hotas setup I can try. So I just don't know if I've got enough. And now that I think about it, I don't know if I've got enough USB ports on my computer now <laughs> to be able to hook up the Hotas. <laughs> <laughs> the Hotas probably doesn't need 2.0. No, it's it's not the it's the actual physical ports. I I would need to get a hub, I think, uh, to be able to have enough ports to be able to run it. Which is kind of sad considering I've got all of my ports currently occupied by all of the USB devices I've uh, have used. Can't check them up through your keyboard. No, because I don't have the uh, the the keyboard port hooked up. Otherwise, that oh. would take up another port on my, on the back of my system. Yeah. So I need a hub <laughs> or I need another controller and I'm not spending another hundred dollars on that shit. Uh, <laughs> of course I could just buy the $30 one. I'd be fine. Yeah. Do we have anything else? Nope. That's pretty much it. Awesome. Awesome. So where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Search for us on iTunes. Find friends of the show. Find Cabbage KBG. Find the Carousel Padcast and whatever episodes they have left. Yes. Find, um, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Um, that, fuck. Well, I just had a complete brain Oh, fart. my God. Hey, well, I know that one. BMFcast.com, NoQuarters.net, and TVGP.tv. They do great things. With that, it's the end of the damn show. He did it. Yay. All right. Peace.